When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Guardian. Football fans across the world are still buoyed up by the exciting World Cup which took place in Russia in the summer of 2018, with France triumphing in the end against Croatia. The beautiful game is of course watched by millions, but one woman in northern Kenya is using the sport for a very specific purpose, to champion peace for her community. Being a woman, you know, being a Muslim woman, most people assume I can't even stand and speak for myself. So people want to do things for me and I always say, no, just give me the ball and I'll score the ball myself. Fatuma Abdul Qadir Adan studied to be a lawyer. But rather than follow the norm and head to the capital to practice and make money, she returned to her hometown in the far north of Kenya to use her legal expertise to help her neighbours. She's the founder and executive director of the Horn of Africa Development Initiative, or HODI for short. HODI is a community-based organisation that aims to bring peace and development to the Marsabit area through advocacy, education and, yes, football. But we can all win together and celebrate together. The fact that they are playing together and back home or in the villages the communities are still fighting is, a, is already a big win. And once they, they, they understood the concept, then it was easy to champion and push through. This is Small Changes, a podcast about how sometimes the seemingly smallest change can have the biggest impact. I'm Lucy Lamble. So last week I see you were hanging out with Barack Obama as he was visiting his half-sister's NGO in Western Kenya. Clearly you've been busy. <laughs> How was that? What was the event like? Uh, it, it was it was amazing just having him back after, you know, he's no longer a president, but he still has a clout and obviously a lot of influence. But just being there together with Auma, uh, who is the sister, and she's also been very supportive of my work and we do uh, very similar um activities in terms of using sports for social change. So it was an amazing um, space to be in and also moment, uh, definitely. I rang for Tuma on Skype in late July. One of the first things I wanted to learn more about was the Masabit area of Kenya, where Fatuma lives. I normally describe it as Kenya too, um, given the fact that this is mainly cut off from the rest of Kenya and it's different in terms of uh, the nomadic lifestyle of the communities there where they had um, cattle, camel, and, and, you know, goats and, and sheep. The rest of Kenya, I would say, mostly do farming and, and fishing in western and, and Nyanza region. 
so the region is completely uh, different in, in terms of you know uh, the lifestyle but other than that uh, we are still part of Kenya and uh, we have like internal conflict uh, time and again and these are some of the issues that are dragging us behind and it's what we use the football for to be able to bring the communities together. Fatuma was lucky enough to grow up with a father who encouraged her to achieve academically, rather than wanting to see her married off young in exchange for livestock. But for me it was completely different, like I wasn't sold off for any cows and my dad never owned any cows and to date we still don't own cows. He was a teacher by profession and he insisted like the only thing that you're going to inherit from me is a pain and that is the power of education. So I had an opportunity you know, to go through uh, primary school, high school and also university and there were challenges definitely and most people did not support girls education but yes, um, I had a super dad. Fatuma specialised in human rights law and chose to do so because she felt that people in her community didn't really understand the law that governed them. Despite her success, her father was disappointed with some of Fatuma's early career decisions. In the beginning, it was very challenging. Um, fast, like everybody expected. Uh, at least I have my law degree, so I have no business coming back home. The other girls didn't have a chance to go to school, so you know, what are you coming back home to do? And for my dad, it was really uh, difficult to accept that. I have gone through school, yes, and I want to come back home and do something. And he said, like, really? Like, there is nothing else you can think of? And I felt, yeah. So we literally had, we were fighting almost for three years, and I didn't have an office. I was working from home, and in the morning he would lock up the room so that I don't have access to it, and hoping I would get frustrated and go back, but I never gave up. So he wanted you to be based in Nairobi? or Yes, it was much more safer, uh, especially with the fighting back home, and, and also, you know, as a lawyer, there was no other lawyer in the whole of Northern Kenya, practicing in the whole of Northern Kenya. Wow, and is that because everyone was in the capital, Nairobi? Yes. Yeah, I think I, I found my way out in terms of, like, I didn't want to go to the courts and battle it out every day. And I felt, you know, this is not my space in the sense that, yes, I understand the legal issues. And how can we use that now to bring the communities together, you know, to bring peace at home uh, for the young women and girls whom I was working with. As it turns out, we also have Fatuma's dad to thank for her love of football. Literally, he held my hand when I was six years old and he led me to football. And I've, I've watched, you know, every World Cup with him and only this one that I didn't want to do with him because he passed on in 2016. And uh, However, their shared passion for the game raised some issues. When I wanted to play it, it was like, again, no, you cannot do it. And I was like, why? Is it just because I'm a girl? And I thought like every other thing I was able to do, you made it possible. And I was still a girl. So why can't I play football? And asking these questions of him, he was a bit, you know, getting frustrated with me. And he was like, okay, first you wanted to come back home and not practice in Nairobi and do legal aid in Marsabit. Now you want to play football. Nobody's going to accept that. The first time I took up the ball and I went to the pitch, and we didn't even have a real ball, literally like a ball made out of trash. And, you know, everybody was looking at me like, you're a girl, you don't even know how to play football and you want us to play together, you know, in, in mixed team. And... Yeah, it seemed impossible then, but now, 15 years down the line. Now, small changes producer Danielle loves football and played it a lot as a child. But she says that her memories of being on a pitch were anything but peaceful. I asked Fatuma how exactly she uses an extremely competitive and sometimes aggressive sport to develop peace. 
Uh, football has three halves. Uh, it's not like the normal 90 minutes football. It's 30 minutes divided into, you know, 10 minutes each. And uh, the first half, even warming, uh, when the team is warming up, they have to warm up together, which again, you know, breaks all the rules. You don't come from your own changing room and you're all strangers and coming out, you know, to battle it out in the field. Uh, we don't have red card, no yellow card, uh, no referee. And the third half is for, for dialogue. So we don't punish violence uh, with the yellow card and the red card. Instead, we reward um, peaceful acts on and off the field with a green card and a white card. And does that help the team win? It does, yes. Again, like, uh, we can all win together. And that is, you know, a mental... It, it requires a lot of mental shift that when the other team scores a goal, you also need to celebrate. And for most of the kids, it's really weird. Like, why do you want me to celebrate and my team is losing? And until we, you know, we learn how to celebrate another person's win, because I don't have to be winning all the time, and especially if it is against another tribe. But we can all win together and celebrate together. The fact that they are playing together and back home or in the villages, the communities are still fighting is, a, is already a big win. And once they, they, they understood the concept, then it was easy to champion and push through. Pretty soon after organising the first hottie game, Fatuma brought together a new initiative all-female football teams. From the beginning until 2008, we only had boys team. We didn't have any girls playing football. And when we get, when I got the 12 girls together, uh, first the training ground was a challenge. Uh, we had challenges also from one of the smaller mosques, not the main mosque. And, and also the parents uh, coming to you know uh, withdraw their girls from the team. So I was left with only 12 girls, and we had a chance to travel to Nairobi for a tournament. And on going back, I lost eight of the girls. And yeah, today I still carry, you know, a picture of them with me everywhere I go. And uh, what do you mean you you lost eight of the girls? Um, they were taken up for marriage. That must have been really something to come back from. Yeah, well, it took me almost three years to recover from that. And trying to get them back to school was almost impossible. I managed to get two of them back to school, but again, you know, they were taken. I think it was good I failed in a big way and uh, I had lessons to take from that failure that, you know, I can't do it alone. I need everybody's support, including the imams, to help me design uniforms, a scarf on the head, a long sleeve jersey, you know, a short that goes beyond, um, you know, below the knee. And this was even before, you know, FIFA approved, uh, the you know, the scarf on the head and the hijab. I had to coach them myself and slowly uh, started gaining ground. Now we have 1,645 girls playing in our league. After the break, we'll hear about why and how Fatuma decided to set up the Horn of Africa Development Initiative and how she chose to go against the grain in many areas of her life, including who and when to marry. And I can't tell the girls to stay in school and go to university when, in actual sense, I'm, I'm doing the opposite. So literally I had to leave, you know, every word I was uh, encouraging the girls to do. I had to be a living example myself and just even marrying, you know, the man of my dreams. And I had to fall in love to be married. I didn't want anybody coming to, you know, literally handpick me and choose me for himself. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. From smart toasters to smart fridges to entire smart homes and beyond. What happens when we scale up technology to create entire smart cities? Join me, Jordan Erica Weber, for this week's episode of The Guardian's digital culture podcast, Chips With Everything, where we figure out what exactly makes a city smart and talk to one entrepreneur who wants to generate energy and harness data through his invention the smart street. So what Pavedon does is we make a floor that when you walk on the floor, it converts your weight into electrical power and also data. So the more you walk on a a street, in an office, in the heart of a city, the more energy can be produced. To have a listen, head over to theguardian.com slash podcasts or search Chips With Everything on your favourite podcast app. Welcome back to Small Changes. I'm Lucy Lamble. Before the break, we heard from Fatuma Abdul Qadir Adan, a lawyer from northern Kenya who founded the Horn of Africa Development Initiative. What made you actually set up an NGO? Is, is that necessary when you're trying to make change? Indeed, yes, especially in northern Kenya, where, you know, we by then we still had, you know, issues of marginalisation and you know, there were no proper schools up to now. We still we still have struggles with, we have the physical structures, but then, you know, they don't have a proper lab. There are no libraries and no teachers in most of the schools. So it's, it's a huge struggle. It's a fault. Again, I needed a plan. So it can't just be a wake up and every day is this dream I'm chasing. So at least with an NGO, we are able to do a five-year strategic plan and stick within the plan so that, you know, whoever is coming with anything else, I'll say, no, it's not within our strategy. So I'll not be able to, implement and yeah. In 2011 you were awarded the Stuttgart Peace Prize or congratulations for that and and you've travelled actually a fair bit haven't you since then uh, with your work. You've spoken at the UN, you've taken part in conferences all over the world. What perspective has that given you about what goes on at home and what goes on globally? I always say like I come from the village but we have to link this village to the global issues because whatever is happening in the UK now affects me directly whatever happens in my village if people are living and literally trying to get you know across the sea to make it to the UK definitely affects you in one way or another so how can we make our home safe but also like our neighborhood safe and that includes the global village so for me it's an eye opener but also being a woman, you know, being a Muslim woman, most people assume well, I can't even stand and speak for myself. So people want to do things for me and I always say, no, just give me the ball and I'll score the goal myself. 
As you can hear, Fatuma is determined to be independent in her thinking and her actions. She's also applied this way of thinking to her personal life. She was in her 30s before she got married, which is unusual in her community. It's challenging because most people expected, oh, I should be married young or else, like, you'll be misbehaving. And I can't tell the girls to stay in school and go to university when, in actual sense, I'm, I'm doing the opposite. So literally I had to leave, you know, every word I was uh, encouraging the girls to do. I had to be a living example myself and just even marrying, you know, the man of my dreams. And I had to fall in love to be married. I didn't want anybody coming to, you know, literally handpick me and choose me for himself when I, I don't even have an idea who you are. So it's challenging, yes. And they got married when I was 32. I'm actually, I will be turning 40 this year. And everybody thinks, oh, you, you know, like, it's not an easy journey. But then I was tired of staying in the parking lot. I knew, like, this is the man for me and he's from a different tribe and this is my choice. And my parents have to respect that. But I still don't, didn't want, you know, to elope and run away with him and then, you know, come back to beg to be accepted. So I wanted him to, to go through the, you know, the normal procedure of, you know, asking for my hand and bringing elders and all that. It wasn't easy, but we were able to do it in 2010. Fatuma now has two children a boy and a girl. So as a mum, is she hopeful for both of her children's futures? I, th- I think now, like, the, all the possibilities are there because now imagine, uh, you know, my two kids now for them, for my daughter, like, she can't even believe she can't play football. She started playing when she was three months old and their school did not have a soccer program and she, you know, she asked their class teacher, like, why are we not playing soccer? Why is it not part of the activities? And she was like, no, soccer is for boys. And she's like, no, my mom plays. So it's a whole, uh, and this is in Nairobi. So, and in Marsabe, definitely for the girls also now, it's no longer an issue for a girl, you know, to walk around with shorts. And I'm still like taken back when I see them and scared something happening to them. And it's no longer an issue. I've seen parents, you know, coming to cheer their girls. And, you know, it takes one person to push down the wall. I would not have done it alone without the support of, you know, the community and all the fighting. If they didn't fight me, I would have just relaxed and, yeah. So what are your longer-term aspirations? Have you ever considered a life in politics, for example? And no, really. I don't think like I'll ever go into politics because I don't, like for me, I don't feel it's a, you know, it's a space for me. And given you know, a lot of changemakers who have jumped uh, you know, the ship to the other side and they became politicians, and uh, literally the tables have been turned on them. You will be a lone soldier you know, pushing your agenda, and it, it's not easy. I've, I've seen you know, friends of mine who are really frustrated being in parliament. So for me now, we like we have we created a model with Hodi now, uh, Horn of Africa Development Initiative, and for me it's to replicate uh, this model and increase our impact as a social enterprise. So these are models I hope like will be replicated. Uh, first of all, in Ethiopia where we are now registered as a charity, uh, and then hopefully expand it to the rest of Horn of Africa and the whole of Africa. Despite living this pretty hectic life. Fatuma still finds time to play the beautiful game. So every Tuesday, uh, five in the evening, by 4.30, I literally close my computer. And, uh, yeah, my kids will literally pull me out of my, my chair. And we have to go outside and play for one and a half hours. So I do that Tuesday and Thursday. And on Saturday, we get to go out to a small park. And we're there from 9 until uh, 11.30 to 12 some days and it's walking, playing football and just screaming and running around and just trying to be normal. <laughs> what advice do you give other people trying to make a difference in their community? If there's one thing looking back you'd like to pass on? 
I think like most people, and I'll say most, uh, underestimate the power of the community and what they know and the knowledge they, they possess. We try to come in and fix things and I don't think you need to be a fixer. All you need is like, you know, put your ears on the ground and this is like almost a direct translation and listen. Because the people know, you know, their problem and they actually also know the solutions to their problem. So all we need to do is like be, you know, the pusher from the back and be this facilitator for them to be able to transition from where they are now to the next level as opposed to running ahead of them and expecting them to follow you. Special thanks to Fatuma Abdul Qadir Adan for joining me this week. There'll be a link to the Horn of Africa Development Initiative in this week's episode description on the Guardian website. If you liked this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and drop me a line at podcasts at theguardian.com. Small Changes is produced by Danielle Stevens. I'm Lucy Lamble. Thanks for listening. great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.